Ladies and gentlemen, can I please ask you to put your good right hand on your heart for a song. America, America, how proud I am to be an American in America, the home of brave and free. From Ohio to Florida, California, to New York, Jew liberals controlling the media, America for me. My America's not your America, it's what I say it is. Control the narrative, America's the best. American exceptionalism is a given fact. Fight for oil, rock and roll, Jesus, America. <laughs> Amen. God bless America. Welcome to our special 4th of July episode. Although... You will not be consuming this episode on the 4th of July because we are recording it on the 4th of July and I won't be releasing it until a few days hence. <laughs> so happy belated 4th of July to you. And uh, this is a celebration of America's war for independence. If, if you've been a fan of the show for a while, you may remember an old guest of mine. Mark Friedman, uh, he's a history buff, and he informed me that uh, the Revolutionary War was not actually a war of revolution. There was nothing revolutionary about it. It was a war for independence, independence from England. If it were a revolution, the slaves would have owned, overthrown the rich white landowners. Unfortunately, those rich white landowners wrote the rules, and uh, that same game is still going hard, isn't it? Yeah, and that's why people celebrate Juneteenth as opposed to Independence Day. So what is exactly Juneteenth? You're, you're asking the wrong person. I mean, I know that that's when the last slave was released in Texas. In of Texas. Course. Yeah. They And weren't they, like, lying to yes, that person? Yes, they didn't tell anyone that they were free and they just were like yeah slavery's still around that's totally a thing and then finally they found out and her relative is still alive and remembers slavery and talks about it holy shit she lives somewhere in texas and when was this like the early 1900s yes the 50s it was sometime i wouldn't be surprised if someone <laughs> was still lying to their slaves in the 50s at least in texas yeah, I mean, I could see people lying anywhere. Well, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's <laughs> something humans do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Yeah. America. So, we're Americans. Yeah. And, and one of the things we talk about in America is aliens, right? Aliens are very American. Very on brand. <laughs> <laughs> So in the last episode, 
I talked about uh, some alien stuff and I mentioned that I wanted Emily here um, to help me talk about extraterrestrials and the idea of disclosure. The idea being that the government, the deep state, the deep state knows about aliens. They've known about extraterrestrials. Let me see if I can get my Alex Jones voice right. Deep state liberals have known about aliens for since, well, the past 200 years, and they've kept it under wraps. <laughs> and it's turning the frogs gay. <laughs> he got arrested at that chicken place over around the way. He got arrested where? Like at the crappy chicken spot. He was there, and he acted crazy, so they arrested him there. The fried chicken spot? Yeah. When yeah. was this? A couple months back. Really? Yeah. I mean, the video, he was acting like a real goon. But yes, aliens. <laughs> Interesting thing. Uh, I'm from Ohio, as you could probably tell by James's weird song. But where I'm from, there's a huge Air Force base that is known for aliens. And what is this Air Force base called? Right, Pat Air Force Base. In Fairborn, Ohio. And and that's near where you grew up. Mm-hmm. It's a suburb. So what's so special about Wright Pat? Uh well they have underground tunnels. It's all over, like it expands like the expanse of the entire base is the entirety of Fairborn pretty much. A road that I used what? to get on, yeah. It's like all across. The they have tunnels their own go banks. Under yeah, the whole it's town? under the building. Like, underneath everything. Underneath downtown and everything? I'm pretty sure. Uh, they actually closed a road that we used to drive on to get to my uncle's house, and they made that part of the base, because they determined that that was part of their land, too. So it's huge. Uh, we have all sorts of things that happen out there that are kind of weird. Like what? Lights in the sky, you see like weird three dots in the sky that form into like a little triangle sometimes late at night. Um, you'll see, you hear weird noises. When I was there, I was walking down the street and I heard explosions going off all night. Were they explosions in the sky? No. Like <laughs> that Like that awesome They're, band? That band's trash. Oh, yeah. fuck you. <laughs> explosions in the sky is a great band. Them, Unwed Sailor, if you're looking for some great, like, indie, instrumental, progressive rock, check out like Explosions much. in the Sky and Unwed Sailor. Unwed Sailor is fantastic, especially if you're having just like a sleepy, rainy day or something. Put on some headphones, you know, uh, and probably it's best if you consume it alone or if you can consume it with someone who will be quiet. <clears throat> Not James. Um, excuse you? You talk through when I don't listen to Unwed Sailor, because you'll talk through it when you're around. Never. <laughs> but yeah. So, you heard explosions. You were in Ohio recently, mm -hmm. and, and you heard explosions coming from the base. Yeah, I tried to look it up, and apparently last year there was a whole news article about how they were conducting controlled explosions. And I was like, well, I guess maybe they're doing more of those a year or two later. It was weird, for sure. Controlled explosions. Mm -hmm. 
Hmm. It's like, what are you blowing up? I don't know. Maybe they're testing out some new explosives. Yeah, probably. We have a bunch of like planes that they just brought in too. Oh. And when you drive past near our old drive-through, which I think is closed, I don't know. I don't, I don't go to the drive-through when I'm home, but. You drive past because here's Fairborn. My grandma lives like over here. Mm-hmm. Base is all like this. So if you drive around, you ha- you go past the base. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. And the base police drive around and have jurisdiction as well. So so the base is like the city itself isn't really a city. It's just part of the base. Fairborn is not. No, Fairborn's a very tiny place. And it's part of the base. Like, Mm -hmm. the base owns Fairborn. Pretty sure. Was it built specifically for that? Because, you know, bases will build... It's one of the largest bases in the United States. Well, but you know, like, bases will build residential areas. Yeah, I think that was. Was Fairborn originally that and then became a sort of town? I do believe so. Like, my grandpa worked for the base. Mm. He built airplanes. Never talked about aliens or anything. Wish I did. So, in the last episode, I also mentioned that... If I remember correctly, um, Fairborn, some people call it like the real Area 51. Yes. We supposedly have the aliens on the base. What aliens? Let's say, um, there was I've a never crash. heard of this stuff. So there was evidently a crash that happened with an unidentified flying object or a UFO. UFO was this nasty. recently? No. This was, I don't know the years. I'm it's very like bad with dates. like in the 40s, right? Sure. Well, we'll call it the 40s. Tentative 40s. Look it up. But it crashed. A bunch of people remember seeing like this weird little like withery freak body of an alien. Oh, like one of the gray people. Mm-hmm. And it was it's a gray all withered person. Out. And they took it. Like men in black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They took it and they brought it to the base. And we actually went past that specific hangar that supposedly houses that. There's a specific hangar mm-hmm. that supposedly houses it? Yeah. Huh. There's a bunch of planes all around, and then there's, like, a couple hangars, and then there's one that's a little back. Interesting. So, let's see. And then there's Project Blue Book. Let's, from, you know, say the people listening have never heard of Project Blue Book. They've never heard of wright Pat Air Force Base. Let's talk about what is Project Blue Book. Why don't you start off and I'll add... Well, the, the reason I wanted you here is because I'm pretty sure you know more than I do. All I know is that Project Blue Book is about some alien stuff that the government or Released. the military wanted to keep under wraps until, mm-hmm. until what, two or three years ago? I feel like it was two years ago, but that two. probably means three. Time goes by really fast the older you get. It, yeah, time speeds up the older <laughs> you get, which sucks. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, okay, so Project Blue Book, um, it was about alien stuff, and a, it is Some of all it, of it based on events that happened at the wright Pat no, Air Force Base? No, but a lot of them of are. Yeah. So it's for all of the U.S.? Mm-hmm. It's all of the United States. Some of them have been proven to be, like, weather balloons. I'm not really sure if I buy that, but, you know, right. weather, the old weather balloon excuse. Yeah. Again, men in black. Mm-hmm. Like, what happened at the beginning where that guy's, like, they're in the desert and uh, that one alien attacks and he uses, like, the, the cricket gun. Oh, and, yeah. And it explodes and then he neuralizes all the people that were in this, like, they were, like, stealing migrants, I guess. Yeah. Like, human trafficking. Yeah. 
he neuralizes them and they're all like, what, what's happened? And they're all covered in slime. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tommy Lee Jones is like, what you saw, folks, was a weather balloon and a, you know, like a high atmospheric gas explosion. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, there are those instances where they were conducting an experiment or trying to test out some sort of new technology as well. Mm-hmm. But some of them are a little, a little questionable. Like, I feel like I remember reading about one story where there was a jet pilot where some craft he had never seen before was flying next to him and it like speeds up and then zips up and down and out of sight like faster than is physically possible you know for the time being for the time being or that we know of i mean there's the same thing with area 51 where there are independent security guards in charge of that area independent as in like um not not government it's actually there's something else independent of the government the branches yeah so it's not government they're just hired contractors they're contractors contractors. like the people in the iraq yeah in prisons a lot of the time they're independent contractors right that run those too i mean any sort of business but they are told to shoot and kill anyone that goes onto that property, which is not... I mean, it's scary. <laughs> well, you showed me a video a while back where some people were, like, driving through the Area 51 area around there. And they were filming it, like, some road trip or something. And they didn't realize how close they were. Like, You can realize... miss the sign easily. It's a really tiny sign. Well, these, like black SUVs Mm -hmm. just seemed like they came up out of the ground because it's flat. And in the video, you can see there's nothing around, no vehicles approaching, but then all of a sudden, these black SUVs appear and there's dudes with assault rifles Mm -hmm. saying like, what what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? Get out! Get out of the car! There are a lot of videos of those trucks just popping up. And they'll watch you from like up high. They're already oh, watching you. Jets by the and time drones you come in. and everything. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. So do you believe in extraterrestrial life? I most definitely do. I think it would be a little bit weird if I believe that human beings can exist and that all of these other beautiful, wonderful creatures can exist on this planet, but nothing else can exist anywhere else. And nothing that could be more intelligent than a human being like come on what humans are smart yeah we're the I'm, smartest yeah okay um but you don't again, see dolphins flying to the moon do you that's because the dolphins don't want to see you fly the moon <laughs> they don't want you to see them swimming to the moon they're too busy getting it on were you saying that they don't need spacecraft No, I also do think that we should explore the ocean more than space. We've already explored more of space than the oceans. For sure. I say, it, man, it pisses me off when people are talking about like, oh, let's terraform Mars or let's terraform the moon. Like, what motherfuckers, if you're able to terraform those, the planet or the moon, why not terraform Earth first? Because... If you can't take care of your own fucking home, all you're going to do when you go somewhere else is ruin that place, too. Yeah. You know? 
I think it's about respect for each other and for ourselves. Yeah. For the environment. Mm Mm-hmm. Dolphins respect the environment. I'm not saying they respect bodies. For those of you who don't know, dolphins are rapists. Sad but true. They are. They're rapists. They uh, they rape seals. Yeah. Um, They're one of the few animals that we know for sure as sex for pleasure. For pleasure. As right. opposed to just as a need to procreate. Right. Or, I don't know. If it's yeah, a, yeah. It's a yeah. drive to procreate. They don't. They do it for, yeah, sexual pleasure instead of just the genetic impulse to so do make bonobos. more. Bonobos? Mm-hmm. And bonobos form strong lesbian relationships. Bonobos' asses are so ugly. Have you seen their butts? I mean, some of them get big. I mean, it's like a fucking tumor. I just want them when you're talking about baboons. Baboo- baboons have the weird butts. Baboons too, but bonobos also have like weird hairless asses that come out in weird like just tumor tumor butts, it looks like. I'll have to check that out. It's disgusting, you know? <laughs> and they shit out of those things? Yeah. I mean, they probably think our butts are weird. Uh, I mean, some people's butts are weird. Yeah. If your butt's hanging out of the bottom of your shorts, that's a weird butt. Yeah, maybe. But yeah. It's a loose butt. What? Mm-hmm. Cat got your tongue? What's yes. up? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Alright, so aliens. Aliens. Um, have you ever had any experiences with aliens? As a child, I remember when I lived in Dayton, seeing lights out of the window that there was no way it was a plane. And it would move, like, forward and back. And it was the three, like, the triangle lights. You saw lights out of your window? Yeah. And how old were you? Um, I saw them pretty much from, like, my earliest memory was probably around, like, six. And then the last time I remember seeing them was probably, like, ten, eleven. Wait, so you saw it more than once or twice? Yeah. You saw them frequently? Not all that frequently, but I definitely see them more than, like, once a year. Out of your window. Mm-hmm. At night. At night. Around what time at night? I'm not sure about what time at night. Maybe 4 a.m.? I don't know if it was 4. No? I know and it was early. People were sleeping still. Yeah. It was between when my mom got off work, so 2.30 in the morning to, like... Sunrise. Yeah. I bet it was 4 a.m. Yeah. Because I wake up at 4 a.m. I've always done that. Just randomly wake up at 4 a.m. on the dot. And there's, a, there's like a whole TED talk about this, the 4 a.m. thing. Like writers and people who have written or have records throughout history have talked about waking up at 4 in the morning. Oh, I wake up at 3. 3? Mm-hmm. 3 is about when I wake up. I think that's like the end of the witching hour. Mm-hmm. 3. So you saw the lights out of your window... What, like, was it shining in? Did it, it wake you bright, up? Yeah. Would you you would wake up and go straight and look, or you were I would already look out awake? the window? Would yeah. it wake you up? Is what I'm saying. I don't think so. I think I just was, would wake up naturally and then be like, "What's that bright light?" And I'd peek through the window because where I'm from, there's a lot of crime. So uh, I'd look through the window to peek and see if, like, you know, someone was trying to break in or anything else. 
but every time that you saw these lights, would you just so happen to wake up and then see yeah. it? It like, wasn't like I was just staying awake and staring. That's interesting. So it's like it was... It's like you were kind of drawn to it a little bit, it yeah. sounds like. Because if you're consistently waking up and then looking for it, yeah. you know, as if it's just kind of like you're drawn to looking. Yeah. Huh. Do you think maybe it it wanted you to see it? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I got lucky. But maybe it did want me to see I don't know. Was it lucky or... Did you get cursed by the aliens? I don't think the aliens We all know me. aliens are witches. I don't think the aliens curse me. Although there is a family curse. There's a family curse? <laughs> yeah. What? What? Yeah, my Dude, grandma told me about it a long time ago. You can't just <laughs> drop this kind of shit and then just keep going. You gotta talk. What's the fucking... <laughs> a- what's this curse? My grandma told me that the women on our side of the family have a curse where... We're not great with love. So we usually have, like, I think it's two or three heartbreaks. Mm-hmm. And then we find the person that we're supposed to be with. And we're okay. But it's all the women in our family have terrible luck. Wow. I don't think you've been through two or three heartbreaks yet. That's great. I about that. I went through a two, I think. Yeah? Yeah. You think? <laughs> yeah. They heard at the time. I, I sure. <laughs> oh, I, I sure hope so, because I sure like you. Mm-hmm. Well. Did you have you ever had any alien experiences? Any weird lights or anything? Yeah, kind of. I see. I don't know if it was alien or if it was supernatural, because I was so young. It was yeah. hard to put the thoughts together. But um, it was when I was in living in New Jersey, and I would wake up at like 4 a.m., maybe 3. And I would hear ghost stuff around the house, for sure. Oh, yeah. It was an old house, but I knew every sound in that house that it would naturally make. And I would hear sounds that, like, pressure on the stairs coming up, because my bedroom was, like, right up at the head of the stairs, or top of the stairs. And... You know, it's an old house, so it's got the usual wind and expansion and contraction, just natural creaks and sounds. Where houses breathe. There's Right. But there is a distinct difference between the house breathing on its own and the sound of pressure being applied onto those wooden stairs. You know, foot yeah. coming up and... You know, that's a totally different sound. And I would hear sounds like that, or just like walking around downstairs. I'd hear walking. Yeah. It, now, it wasn't like I would hear like a foot hitting the ground or anything. It was just I would hear the wood reacting to pressure of what could only be body weight. Yeah. And I'd get up and look out and see nothing. But I always got the impression that there were um, like middle-aged and older men in the kitchen, uh, smoking cigars, drinking beer, and playing cards. Yeah. I, that's, Did you I, smell cigars? I would... Because s- cigar smoke is a pretty common... I would smell it, yeah. And so, I mean, it's not like I would physically smell it, but it was like 
how you can remember a smell. I could, like, all these senses, it was like I could remember it, you know? And also, for some reason, I thought they had a monkey with them, too. What? Like a circus monkey. (laughs) Yeah. Like a capuchin? Like a little tiny cute monkey? Um, chimp, actually. So, uh, ape. Yeah, an ape. An ape. Okay. But... Um, but that's different. So there was that, but other than that, I I would wake up also. So the sounds within the house didn't really scare me. It was just kind of intriguing Mm -hmm. and sure my heart would raise a little bit, would palpitate a little bit, but I wasn't scared. The thing that made me scared was whatever was floating outside my window. And, uh, so I lived on the second floor of Mm -hmm. this house and, um, I would just feel like I could see like some kind of light or something behind the blinds. I'd have the blinds closed, you know, a light or a shadow or something. And I mostly I just got the sensation that there was a witch floating on uh, the witch's broom outside looking in, trying to figure out how she could like curse me or something. Um, now, part of that, I think, has to do with just the lore that I heard because there's a, I mean, this is central New Jersey, Bernardsville, New Jersey. This is the new England area. And so they've got a lot of history and a lot of really fucking good ghost stories there. Like awesome ghost stories dating back to the American war of independence, the library in my town, um, it had been expanded, but it was like the oldest building in the town. And uh, it used to just be like this farmhouse, like a small farmhouse. Um, and George Washington and his men came there one winter during the uh, during the war. And uh, they were just like kind of, they needed a place to rest because a blizzard was coming in and they were pretty low on supplies and stuff. So she kind of like let them crash at her house and everything. And um, and then they moved on once the weather cleared up. But there's like a placard outside the, the Bernardsville Public Library that talks about that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And also there is the most prominent ghost story there um, was, I forget the ghost's name, but it involved that very house and it involved the... Uh, events surrounding that war of independence where the story as far as i remember was it was a young woman and her young fiance i guess they were in their 20s and um the fiance got ratted out by somebody um i think ratted out by like british agents or something um, and he was hanged. I forget what exactly he did, but he got ratted out for doing some stuff that was bad for either the colonies or the empire. And, uh, he got hanged behind the house and the woman saw it from the upstairs room. She saw her lover get hanged and like screamed and like went mad and killed herself, like slit her throat. Yeah. And so they say that um, if you're at the library at night or if you go upstairs 
sometimes you can still hear her screaming. That's spooky. Yeah. And I, I told my mom about this when she was like cooking dinner. I told her about this and she turned to me and went, or I said, sometimes you can hear the scream. And she said, you mean like this? <laughs> and I fucking screamed and like ran up to my room and hid in the closet or something. That is hilarious. And your mom just won some major points for that. <laughs> <laughs> On that, let's take a water break. Okay. We'll be right back. And we're back. Thank you for watching Larry King Live. Today we have Ms. Emily Brummett, the lovely guest of this show. This is your second time visiting the show. How do you feel about it? Good. 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 <laughs> so, when we left off, I was talking about ghosts. Um, ghosts in New Jersey and that story of the ghost there. New Jersey's where I first heard about the Headless Horseman. And there's oh, just, yeah. there's a lot of like supernatural history there, and a lot of it deals with, uh, you know, witches and shit like that. But, and, and so that's the reason why when I would wake up at like three or four in the morning, I'd feel like there was something watching me from the window or maybe like trying to peer in from the blinds, which I had closed. And I would always think it was a witch. And I look out there and not see anything, but I totally expected to see something floating. And it's not like there was any creepers on a ladder looking yeah. in or anything. It'd be a lot of work. Yeah. And I, I would hear it. And yeah. I also didn't see anything, but I just felt like something was trying to watch me from the window. So you had a similar kind of thing where you would wake up at three or four in the morning and feel like something's up and you'd go to your window and you would see in the sky three lights forming a triangle in the sky. Mm -hmm. How far away would you say? It was pretty far. I mean, like past the trees. Past the trees? Mm -hmm. As far out as like a commercial airline? It was up there, but How? it would be like closer and then back. Oh, it would move close in mm -hmm. the back. I, that's, I was just about to ask, like, how did it behave? It just moved, like, boom, boom. Like, boom, close, and mm -hmm. then back out. Close in, back out. Yeah. And and then it would, like, kind of stay stationary? Sometimes it would just be there, like, floating, and I'm just, like, not going to look at that. But it's not like it was flying, because, you know, airplanes it have to like displace. This. Yeah. Airplanes have to move so they can fly. Yeah. This thing didn't seem to need that. No. Interesting. And it wasn't a helicopter. You no. Could, you would have heard that and you would have Helicopters, seen Helicopters, I would have known what that was. Yeah. Right. And uh, you said they were kind of bright? Yeah, they were pretty bright. They were pretty bright. They were white glowing. White. Mm-hmm. Now, I've seen some videos of these things where it seems like the, the three dots kind of, like, move a little further from each other. Did it that ever happen? That. No. Okay. So it kept its triangular form. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Like a standard ship, but as a diamond. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Huh. Have... How about anything else, alien-wise? Anything else you've experienced? Like... No. Any dreams or anything? I mean, I've got weird dreams. But With aliens, specifically? Sometimes, but not... Most of my dreams are not about aliens. I mean, I've had a few, but I don't think that it had anything do you, to do with that. Do you remember any of the details about the few alien dreams you've had? No. 
I had an alien dream um, two or three years ago, actually, when we were reading about Project Blue Book, I oh, think. Oh, yeah, probably. I did. It, and I'd never... I mean, I have weird dreams, but I've never dreamt of aliens. But And it was very realistic. I was like, you got something stuck in your nail. Mm-mm. Is that fabric? Yeah. <laughs> fabric. Um, yeah, I had a dream that I, I woke up in the bed at like three or four in the morning that I, I woke up and there was some kind of like blue light shining in through the window out here. And so I, you know, put on some shoes, got in my pajamas and went outside into the parking lot. And there was some like spacecraft, nothing like I'd ever seen, shining like a blue track light, like a, like a, you know, well-defined beam of blue light. And it was shining it down on me and it didn't pick me up or anything, but it was definitely like looking at me and like trying to communicate because it was shining on me. Yeah. And also there was like some furniture in the parking lot too that started like kind of moving around like a couch or something. And I'm grateful there's not a couch in the parking lot. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and, but that light was on me and I was just like, you know, freaked out. It's like, you don't know how to fucking process that shit. You never seen any... You, can barely conceive it yeah and then it just kind of like disappeared and then i came back up here and then was like kind of freaked out but just passed right out again it was a very realistic dream like i woke up and i was like did that actually happen when the sun was yeah yeah super weird yeah never had any dreams similar to that before or after just that one time yeah so, um, how about, how about ghost stuff? Oh, ghost stuff? Yeah. There's a whole lot of that. So I know last time you were here, we, we were we just talking, trying to figure out like what we talked about, what we didn't. I'm not sure we talked about the voodoo lady. Let's start with that. When you were in New Orleans and uh, you went to a voodoo store and what happened? When I was 15, I went on a cruise with my family And we shipped out from New Orleans to go to Mexico. And when we were in New Orleans, we were walking around, you know, just exploring. And I was like, oh, voodoo shop, let's go in there. And they had a psychic in the back room. And I remember I made eye contact with the psychic. And then I just fell over. I fainted. And the lady, like, came up and told me that there's something special about me. Huh. Yeah. Uh Uh-oh. Forgot to turn off the AC. Trying to stay cool. Yeah. So she said there's something special about you. Mm -hmm. And that's it? Yeah. She didn't tell me anything else. I wonder what it is. I don't know. Do you think you'll ever find out? I don't know. Maybe I'm a witchy woman. Now you do seem to... Or things seem to find you, rather. Yeah. Like, uh, you've seen some stuff in this apartment, right? Yeah, we've talked about that before. About the white face smiling at Not you? Not the white face. We didn't talk about that. <laughs> Let's talk about that. I was trying to go to sleep. I was feeling a little a little off, you know, like my anxiety. And I was laying in the bed. He, of course, was asleep. And I look over, and it looks like a face is peering around the corner at me. Just like this white face. And it just disappears. And it smiled at you, mm-hmm. right? I did not like that. What kind of smile? 
like kind of a menacing smile, like a a really slow Ugh. smile, like a Cheshire smile, mm-hmm. like a, I'm gonna get you. Yeah. Ugh. Haven't seen it since. But you also see um, a tall shadow figure sometimes, right? Sometimes, but I mean, not all the time. Well, yeah. Yeah. Like Slender Man kind of a thing? No, it's not like a tall, weird, skinny thing. It's just this giant black shadow that I'll see sometimes walking across. Oh, it walks. It walks. It walks past the doorway. The closet? Mm Mm-hmm. I always feel like there's something up with that closet. Yeah, there's something weird about the closet. Yeah. It's not my favorite closet. No. And I wish we could close it. But it won't close with that rack up on there. The rack is great. The rack's great. Um, Being scared of a fucking closet (laughs) at the age of 31 (laughs) is not. (laughs) True. True. We sage. It's all right. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, What you looking? I forgot to see what time. What time? I always forget. Oh, yeah. We've got 20 minutes still. I also, in that same house where I saw the lights, I would hear things in the attic. And then sometimes it would feel like someone was petting my hair back. What? Yeah, when I was a little kid. You'd hear something in the attic Mm -hmm. and then feel someone petting your hair. Yeah, it'd be like someone slowly petting my hair. Just a couple times, and then I would fall back asleep. Maybe it's a mom ghost. Maybe. I mean, my mom was working until 2.30 in the morning, so... Someone had to look out for you. Yeah. Yeah. The brothers weren't. Protected from the brothers. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Fluffy did a good job at that. She bit somebody for coming too close to my room. Who's Fluffy? Your little sister? Fluffy was my dog. What kind of dog was Fluffy? Chow Chow. Was she Fluffy? She was Fluffy. (laughs) As you can tell, I named her. When I was three years old, I got Fluffy. And then when I was four, we got Woofy. I also named him. (laughs) And didn't they bite you? Fluffy bit me. Woofy did not. What did you do... To piss Fluffy off. Fluffy was the dominant. She was the alpha. Okay. Of the two. All right. And Woofy, he was just like a pushover. Right. He was like the stimpy to Fluffy's wren. Oh, for sure. Well, one morning, my mom was asleep. I didn't want to wake her up, but I wanted to like go outside in the backyard because it was fenced in. And I was like, oh, well, I'll take Fluffy with me. So we're at the top of the stairs, and I tried to pull Fluffy's collar to get her to come down the stairs, and she grabbed my arm and bit me. You can still yeah, see, the, I see scar. the scar. Yeah, Bit me, shook my arm, and fat literally came oh, out of my arm. Jesus. I didn't scream. I was crying and pacing back and forth from my bedroom to the bathroom to my bedroom to the bathroom, and my mom woke up about 30 minutes later because she heard me pacing. For 30 minutes? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, just don't hurt my dog. She didn't mean anything. And my mom was like, I'm sure she didn't. She was like, it's fine. Fluffy went on to bite a couple more people. Chow chows are pretty aggressive anyway, aren't they? Yeah, they're known to be kind of mean, but they were sweet. And I'd lay on the ground with them and read them books. You'd read them books? Oh, yeah. Like what kind of book? 
Whatever book I was into, probably R.L. Stein, you know? Oh, yeah. I loved that. Goosebumps. Oh, I was into... I've always been into the scary stuff. Did you ever uh, do the reader beware? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Reader beware, you choose the scare. The best. Those were absolutely the best. And then you could just go back and reread and choose different things and you get a whole different book. Yeah. I gotta take these sunglasses off. They keep slipping. My face is so sweaty. (laughs) What were some of your favorite books as a child? My favorite books as a child. Oh, my absolute favorite was The Stinky Cheese Man and and Other Fairly Stupid Tales. You ever read that one? I'm not sure. Um, I know that, like I said, I was really into Benicula. I've, oh, yeah. It, it becomes more and more apparent to me as I look back on my childhood why I'm so fascinated by like the paranormal and anything that is remotely horror-related. Why I make you watch horror movies in huh. July. We should watch a scary movie tonight. No! Yeah. We should watch Ghost Adventures. We can watch Spider, Spider-Man Universe. Was that on somewhere? It's on Netflix. Alright. But yes. I'll watch that. Yeah, I mean, I was into that. I was into... Oh man, what was that one? It was this scary book. And it had a skull with like a worm crawling out of the face. And it had this bloody fingers, bloody fingers. I remember that. That was terrifying. I remember that book. Yeah. Yeah. And it had like... All these messed up stories in it. The one with the girl with the, the thing around her neck where they took it off and her head fell off. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I can't. I'm going to have to read by those books. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Dude. You never read a Stinky Cheese Man? I don't think it's, so. It started out with stupid, <clears throat> stupid, <clears throat> stupid chicken little. <laughs> no. Oh, it's great. It was a scholastic book, and, you know, it's got a lot of illustrations and stuff. And, uh, you know, it's got the illustration of, like, uh, I guess, water-painted stupid Chicken Little. It's Chicken Little, but he looked like... Yeah. Like, uh, like his genetics were real fucked up. Yeah. And um, the the words at the top, like the print, um, starts falling down on him. So the sky is falling, the okay. sky is falling. Yeah. And so the words keep falling on him and hitting him in the head. And he's just like, can't figure out what's going on and other stuff like that. And then there was like uh, the princess and the pea, but instead it was like, uh, there was like a fork under the mattress and she was just like a really, you know, uh, whiny cunt of a little girl. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if there's a fork in your bed, you're going to find it eventually. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't read that. I feel like that's something you'd really like. It's just really like grotesque illustrations. I like Shel Silverstein a lot too. Oh God, The Giving Tree. All of his books. Oh yeah, were great. So sad. Yeah, I think that that's probably what. It's about. Started me off to the emo part. Parenting. <laughs> yeah. The The Giving Tree. So many good books. Yeah. I read a lot of Dr. Seuss. Oh, yeah. Love Dr. Seuss. Oh, The Places You Will Go? Yeah. That one, I tried to reread it a couple years ago and I cried. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it kind of messed me up a little. <laughs> I read a, um, I read a uh, Mr. Rogers book. It was like, 
the tiniest little book is I think was what it was called. And it was just stuff that Mr. Rogers wrote, Fred Rogers wrote and published in this book. That was about like three inches by three inches, large, tiny thing. And, um, it was right after college. I was crashing at a friend's place in Chicago. I didn't know where I was going in my life or where I was going to move. And, and, um, I read that book one morning cause I woke up early just before sunrise and I read that and just started crying, man. Oh yeah. I bet. It touched me. I bet. Mr. Rogers touched me repeatedly and I love it. In a wonderful way. In a wonderful On way. On the heart. Touched my heart with his words and with his love. Mr. Rogers is great. And people think, you know, they used to try to paint him as like a creepy guy because they couldn't fucking comprehend that someone could be genuinely that caring and compassionate. Well, also you have to take into consideration the way that people used to rear children was not a loving thing at all. To be seen and not heard. I just watched something about like a baby cage that used to exist where you just put your baby in it and you could see the baby. In the window. What? What? In the the window, right? For those of you who don't know, there's there's pictures out there. You can look it up online. Just like look, uh, Google like baby window cage and you'll see an old black and white picture of these cages like some high rise apartments in Manhattan in the (laughs) 50s, early 60s. And it's an actual cage affixed to the outside of the window. So it's like hanging over. And you set your baby out there so they can get some fresh air. You know, it sticks out kind of like a window unit for an air conditioner. But instead, it's a cage. You put your baby in. And what's beneath it? The fucking ground. 80 stories below. Yeah, it just sounds... (laughs) I mean, as someone that doesn't have children, I, I still can't imagine doing that to a child. I can just picture, you know, some dad is out at his law firm banging the new set, uh, seven, 17-year-old secretary, yeah. and uh, the wife is at home um, trying to thaw off a frozen steak, chain-smoking cigarettes. She's just popping those little yellow pills, Mother's Little Helpers, mm-hmm. from, you know, that Rolling Mommy's Stones song. Mommy's Little Helpers, yeah. What a drag it is getting old. Things are different today. What's that? I hear She's every like mother 20. say, Mother needs something today to calm her down. And though she's not really ill, there's a little yellow pill. She goes running for the shelter of her mother's little helper. Actually, that's Valium. Yeah. But they did have other mother's little helpers, which were speed, which you could get over the counter. So they could clean all day. So you could clean all day. So I could, I could see this mom, children. I could see this mom, you know, vacuuming with this fucking like heavy metal vacuum cleaner that's loud as fuck. It doesn't pick up anything. Chain smoking cigarettes, um, thinking about banging the uh, 17 year old boy that moved in next door. Or the mailman. Or the mailman. Milkman. Milkman. The male milkman. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, you know, the baby's crying and she's just like, you know, she can hear the baby crying over the loud of the vacuum. And she's like, fine, I'll give you some fresh air, you little shit. Opens the window, puts the baby in the cage, closes the window. Baby's out there getting some fresh air and fear of heights. 
I mean, that's how you have to learn. That's how you gotta. You gotta I mean, learn. my mom used to take me to lighthouses. I'm so scared of heights. Are you? Yeah, I I don't do so well. I I will do it, and I don't have a full on like panic attack. But heights freak me out. Like looking down is not something I want to do. I can climb. You get vertigo. I don't know. I don't think so. I think I just feel very uncomfortable. I love roller coasters. I like the feeling that I might die. I don't know. Like, (laughs) but she'd take me on these lighthouse tours, and they have these tiny little steps that you have to go up. Oh right. And, you know, this was, like, one of our family trips that we did with my dad, right? Because mm-hmm. my mom loves lighthouses, and he was trying to woo her. So we drove to this lighthouse on this little twisty thing, and my dad would push, like, pretend push my mom like she's going to fall. Uh-huh. <clears throat> She'd freak out, and then I'd freak out. Because oh. I'd look down and be like, if my mom goes down now, I'm done. The stairs inside? Mm-hmm. Spiral. spiral. I love spiral staircases, though. Yeah. You love it until you fall down them. Yeah, I know. I I was looking at this apartment just like, you know, for fun. And it had spiral staircases. And I was like, hmm, you've always wanted them. But you're very clumsy. That could be how you go out of this world. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, do you really want to eat it down some spiral staircase? I was like, with my luck, I'd be like wearing my flying squirrel onesie too. Just be added humiliation to the whole effect. <laughs> you try to fly. Yeah, they'd be like, I don't know, flying squirrel girl who's like almost six feet tall falls down. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get to the foxes at the top of the light. <laughs> you like foxes, right? I love foxes. You like foxes. Mm-hmm. When was the last time you saw a fox in poison? A couple months ago. Like maybe a month and a half. Oh, yeah? Yeah, there's a fox colony that lives near my work. Colony? Mm-hmm. They have a den. Oh. Yeah, in somebody's backyard. Is the fox den called a colony? No, I don't think so. Oh. Do they wear wigs? The, I and, wish. And pumps? I wish they did. And, you know, show off those ankles, powder Bright them Bright red lips. Yeah. Some of them wear hot pink if they're lips oh, hard. They're feeling saucy. They wear hot pink. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about like a colonial colony, not yeah. a fucking drag oh, I'm turning, show. I'm turning them into a brothel. <laughs> oh, God. Fox brothel. Hey, Gavna, <laughs> you won't come get this right quiet. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know what's also super disappointing, other than not having fox brothels to laugh at? Syphilis? Ugh, yes, which... Koalas have a ton of, which I had to tell my friend about when I was... Koalas have syphilis, folks. Koalas are infected with syphilis. Google it. And they're fucking high all the time, too. Google it. Google it. (laughs) I'm telling you. Because my friend tagged me in an Instagram post and was just like, what did I learn from Emily today? That ostriches are sexually attracted to humans. humans. Yeah, ostriches are more attracted to humans than they are to other ostriches. Think about that. Think about that. Fuck Avoid it. an ostrich. <laughs> go to us. Go to Australia, and you'll never be lonely. <laughs> I don't think I want that sort of companion. If an ostrich is willing, I mean, think that's got to be a wild lay. I think uh, that might be a little traumatizing. Feathers, it's some claws, feathers flying everywhere, talons working. Mm-mm. You know. 
Mm-mm. You walk away with some serious scratches on your back and staph infection. When was the last time you saw a fox? Uh, last time I remember seeing a fox was um, when I was a kid. I think um, when I lived in Colorado, when I was real little. They're red foxes. Red fox, yeah, that's what mm-hmm. I saw. Yeah. I love them all. It was in the morning, I was walking to school. Hey, people outside, why don't you shut the fuck up? They're, they're living that holiday life. Jesus. He's got to yell to someone on the street. I mean, the person is six feet away. You don't need to fucking scream at them. Sometimes you do, I guess. I'll scream at him. Um, I think that's enough. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you have anything else you want to say? Nope. Ostriches are attracted to people. Koalas have syphilis. Koalas have syphilis. Dolphins are rapists and sexual deviants in general. We should explore the ocean. We should explore the ocean, terraform the fucking earth before you try to terraform anything else. And have a wonderful day despite everything else that's going on. Have a wonderful day. Thank you again. Oh, and I forgot the business. The business. I need to tell you about the business. I have a Patreon account. If you want to donate to this show, you can donate as little as $1 per month or as much as, I went back and checked, you can donate more than $3,000 per month. If you want, you can donate up to $15,000 per month. That is the highest the Patreon would let me go. But if you want to donate that money, you're very welcome to do so. You can find it at patreon.com slash that thing with James. Also, if you have any musings, if you want to get in touch, if you need some advice, if you have any ideas for a subject to talk about on the show, email me that thing with James at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. My handles are the same across the board at James J. Asher. You can also visit my website jamesjasher.com if you go back way way back in the blog you'll see some like writing exercises essays that i did before i started this show and uh you can also find my my agent's information if you want to like hire me for something please please give me work (laughs) have a wonderful day i'm out (laughs) Uh, and then all, yeah, all that information is going to be in the description. All right. I love you all. Thank you. And thank you, Emily, for, thanks, Emily, for, um, being a guest on the show again. Um, it's really (laughs) great to see you. Oh yeah. I love you too. (laughs) Bye.